WIFA Waves is sponsored by WIFA Accelerator, an education hub to amplify your career. Shop the hub or explore our persona pathways to find all the ways that you can accelerate your career trajectory and make meaningful partnerships along the way. We want to help you crush your near and long-term goals. So collaborate with us over at womeninfitness.org backslash accelerate. Hello, I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. And I'm Morgan Hills Adetoye, director of all things WIFA. And this is WIFA Waves the sound waves of your career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it. Hello. Um, Today on the WEFA Waves podcast, we are incredibly grateful to have with us one of the WEFA ambassadors, Ms. Adia Callahan. She's the founder and owner of See Me Wellness, as well as a Pilates instructor, instructor in the Seattle area. She's so passionate about wanting to bridge the gap between black women and fitness. See Me Wellness mission is to motivate and empower black women to control your narrative by incorporating fitness into one's life. Through See Me Wellness, Adia is delivering on her mission and passion to improve the wellness in for black women through direct efforts such as classes, creating fitness events, and spaces such as her hiking group. 206 Heights. Girl, I love hiking too. I'm excited to talk about that. (laughs) And her podcast, Sweaty Edges. What an awesome name. Um, Like I mentioned, she is a global ambassador for the Women in Fitness Association, and she is incredible at supporting women's career development in the fitness industry. Also super active in her local community and business community and focusing on peer-to-peer mentor when she has the opportunity to. So Adia, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're so grateful to have you. We would, Morgan and I are so excited to unpack the questions today and chat with you more about your love and passion for what you do. But to get us started, tell us about your WIFA story. How did you find out about WIFA? What's your biggest memory you can share with us to date? We'd love to hear. Yeah, so thank you, Morgan, and thank you, Lindsay, for having me on. Um, I'm actually really excited, so you're probably going to hear me do a lot of the ums (laughs) as I'm trying to get my minds put together and wrapped around. But the origin story on how I was introduced to WIFA started out in 2019 at the Idea Fitness Convention. Um, prior to that, I had been in fitness really part-time, really lax. Um, I had went back into a, uh, the sales side of things, and fitness was mostly my escape from the stresses of work. So I was still teaching classes, but it was like one or two a week. Um, 2018 happened. I was given the opportunity by a current WIFA member to work fitness full-time. I went to Idea Fitness and I saw um, Amy Boone Thompson mm. as she won the uh, her award 
and her acceptance speech is what set me over the edge of thinking, yeah, I can really make fitness my career. And uh, prior to that, you know, I always felt like fitness was, at least for me, was was going to be my part-time, my, my side gig, my escape. But after she, um, she really, re she really, she really spoke to me when she, when she said that she was doing her, her part to help make this a career for people and a good career for people. Um, so I stalked her throughout the conference. <laughs> I was able <laughs> and she's tall, like I'm tall and she's taller than me. So luckily it was easier to find her when she was out in the public. But I was able to have like a couple of good conversations with her about mm -hmm. fitness. And after I went home, I immediately went online to figure out who she was because she became my tether back into the industry. Mm. And um, I looked on LinkedIn and I saw that she was a part of WIFA. I didn't really know, but I liked the mission of women sharing, collaborating, and networking in the fitness industry. So I signed up that day. Mm, that's, that's awesome. so magical. We love Amy. Huh, I was Morgan? just about to say that. We yeah. love Amy. And as I well agree I with you. Uh -huh. She... I always, I, I'm also tall, so I always gravitate to tall women, um, right. and so it's like a subconscious thing that tall people, tall women, I think, do, that you don't really realize, that you're like, oh, you're tall, I'm tall, yeah. let's hang out. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be the only tall woman in the room now. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you don't look as disproportionate. Yeah. What <laughs> else is there? Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, well, also another question that we really love to ask is tell us about your early childhood. Um, mm -hmm. What was your first memory of what your parents have maybe told you or what you clearly remember about what you played when you were little and how that is reflected in your life um, and your actions today? Yeah, so I am from Mississippi, and I say that, uh, one, cause to explain the accent, and two, to explain the mindset of, of outside. So I'm an 80s baby, and um, we were definitely kicked out of the house in the summertime to play. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, just, that's just what happened. Um, and my mom was a teacher, and she would make sure in the morning time, while I was still cool, which I don't understand why she did it anyway, why she did it in the morning, but... Um, she would make sure we had whatever lessons that she had put together for us. And then after she was done, she would just literally open the door, tell us to get out and not come back home until noon. So mm -hmm. we had to go outside and just play. But what we did was we would go and explore, right? Being that we were in Mississippi, there's a lot of woods. So we, it wasn't anything for us to spend hours climbing trees or going in the woods and just getting lost and being afraid that you'll never find your home again and figure, trying to figure out where can you get water just because that's just what you did. And I'm starting to realize, it's so funny that you asked the question about what happened in your youth because it, there's a relation, there really is a relation to what you enjoy to do now. Mm -hmm. And I, I can see how that's part of it. And then my dad is from the country and so his mentality was a few things you get up when the sun gets up you go to bed when the sun goes down in between either you were outside or you were inside working and and that really instilled in us that you could either be you you had to do something right there was no such thing as just laying around like we had to be out we had to be active and that has set the tone for my life right because I can't I can never sit still 
much to my demise sometimes that I can't, you know, I'm the person in the office building around two or three o'clock. I start wandering around trying to find people to play with. <laughs> and, and so that's who I am. I'm a person always on the go. I have to be doing something. Mm, I love that. It's, you know, it really does. Whatever you played or did that those formative years, it really does reflect in your career and your life long-term. I truly believe that. And what you just said is such a cool example of it. And it's so, I love just that the outdoor element that you mentioned. And I'm, I'm curious, did you see any parlay then into your first job? You know, I didn't, I, to be quite honest. Um, Cause I, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a little bit of both when it comes to my personality. I'm definitely an extrovert. Um, I definitely like to be out and about, but I also was a nerd, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was sitting still, I was reading, I was, I, I, I was just consuming information. Um, and that, I think, transformed me into at least the first part of my career, more so than the, the active side of things. Because I definitely went more on the, on the nerdy route when I first went into college and came out of school, that was definitely where I was at more. Now, I would definitely, I would say yes, that the need to be out, the need to be moving, the need to explore is where I'm at now in my career. Nice. That's awesome. I love it. Um, Adia, what are one to three career highlights that you can share with us? Well, one, I think it's pretty cool to be able to say I worked on the oil rigs because I know mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people in the world who can say that. Um, two, I, I, I'm really, I was really excited the first time I saw my name on a group fitness schedule. <laughs> and, I, and I remember sending my mom a picture of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she oh, was I like, that. I don't know, but... Her response was, you went to school all those years and this is what you're excited about. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> yes. I was. Yeah, I was. I was really excited that first time my name was on the schedule because it felt like my class, right? Mm -hmm. I, you teach a class, that's your class. Those are your members, your participants. So um, mm -hmm. I was really ecstatic about that. Um, mm -hmm. And then when and it just happened a couple of days ago but when see me wellness became an email domain that brought tears to my eyes mm. yeah it, it really did mm. i'm really mm. excited to hear more about that a little bit later we'll dive into see me wellness for sure mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. oh i can i can really relate to what you just said and just even like claiming that domain name or like mm -hmm. whatever those, you know, I know for me, it was when I left the bank after opening my first business checking account and Ooh. seeing that LLC behind the name on the debit card. That for me was like a moment of, oh man, like I just stepped out. And yeah. so like for you, I know like you have a degree in mechanical engineering. And like you said, your mom was like, wait, so this is how you're, so for you, like, did you, when you were getting that degree, did you think that was originally going to be like, what was your plan when you were getting that degree? And how is that looking back? What did that process look like for you? Yeah, the plan was really to survive. Right. Um, mm -hmm. There was a lot of times where you, it, it, it's so reflective in life where 
I didn't feel like this was the right move for me. I didn't feel like um, I, I was, I didn't have the confidence in myself to go through the program. And I wasn't like a stellar student. I was an okay student, but I was, um, I had, I had issues with test taking and, 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 and trying to put my thoughts out into the world. I can do things, but I, as far as doing like analysis and things like that, but then trying to transfer that over into a format that can be easily understood. I struggle with that. And so that, that takes a notch out of your confidence, right? Mm. Um, but, but I definitely thought that I was going to be in somebody's manufacturing site or someone's um, company as a senior engineer right, as pretty much as a program, a project manager, um, working on whatever I was working on and spending the rest of my life just working through projects. Mm. And I just assumed that that was the end all be all because to be quite frank, I didn't know anything more than that. Mm. Growing up, people would say, you're good at engineering and science. And when I tell you I was a nerd, like ladies, I <laughs> was still, <laughs> I was still actively participating in the science fair throughout high school. Like I would go into state and regionals. <laughs> My board was so, I had barred, I was loaned a board that was made out of solid wood and it was almost seven feet tall. Like that's how much wow. I was a science fair. My, my daddy would have to come off of work and break this board down. Like he would travel with me all over the state to just to carry and help me set up my board. That's how big it was. So That's when I say, I, okay. <laughs> so I really just assumed that that was my place in life, but I always was attracted to fitness. I, um, a little known fact about me is I, I am a triple crown Taekwondo white belt champion for, I think it was 19, no, 2000. I was a, the national triple crown Taekwondo champ. Um, and so I did stuff. I started really getting into fitness and fit activities, um, but I didn't even know there was a such thing as a degree in exercise science, right? Like I didn't know kinesiology existed. I just knew that engineering was what I was in and that's what I was, I just put my head down and moved forward. So to answer your question is yes, I assumed that I was going to be somebody's project, project mm. engineer growing up. Mm. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that you came over to the side of things and fulfilled <laughs> that passion and dreams. Um, with your career pathing, so you went from engineering um, to sales and to, into the fitness world. Uh, what did that kind of pathing look like and how do you feel that it's helped you where you're at today? Um. Well, the path looks now, it looks like a divine intervention, right? Because um, it was definitely a lot of right time, right moment situations that happened. Um, I, the day Hurricane Katrina hit Louisiana, and I was stationed in Louisiana for, because um, that's, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, I was working offshore. I was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts that day having an interview with a large company that were looking to take engineers and train them to become technical sales rep. Oh, so, wow. to, yeah, you know, there's a lot of, you know, 
serendipity that happened around that. Um, an area where I am deeply connected to because I went to school in Louisiana, Louisiana also is being devastated. At the same time, I'm embarking on switching careers and in such a way that is meant to take people who were similar to myself to change us and mold us into more of a sales. Now, I'm gonna be quite honest, me and corporate America do not get along in the sense of, I do not know how to play that game. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm a little too blunt about, you know, things and it's still a work in progress, but the mindset that they taught me is what I think I'm utilizing some of the most um, when it started to this point in creating this business and even working with other other studios and working as an employee for others um, because it's the mindset in sales of you have a goal, what are you going to do to get to that goal, right? Like if it, at the end of it, that's really what it comes down to sales. So to be able to have the opportunity and the, quite frankly, the luck to be taught that in such a very specific and I don't want to say nurturing because working for a Fortune 500 company is usually not nurturing, you know, like that's not what they're known for. But systematic, I think it's a probably a better, better word, a systematic way of teaching somebody how to break down processing processes. Um, that's what I utilize, utilize the most. And the fact that they created a program that, that was designed for people with engineering degree degrees knowing that our mindsets are more systematic to begin with it was easier for me to hold on to those nuggets that i could utilize Mm. and so then again fitness starts to come in because now fitness you know you're working in this big company that have a wellness uh, on-site wellness facility i could go downstairs and i could work out during my lunch break and it, it became my escape my refuge from what's going on above and try to learn corporate and learn the 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 industry and learn the job and all the stresses that goes with that. And so I started to go work out, not because I, I wanted to change my physical aspect. I wanted to change, help to alleviate my mental, my mental aspect that I was going through. And so that's how, you know, there was, it was a really seamless transition. Now that I speak about it at the time that it was a bumpy road for me, but it's something that I could hold on to. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I love the like the escape and the the nurturing component of what physical exercise can do amidst circumstances like that. I can I can relate to that in my own life, and I think it's such a it's such a powerful place to come from if that's one of the origins of how you and why you exercise. Because it's to me, in my opinion, it can sustain long-term past the physical attributes and outputs of exercise. Yeah, I agree. Mm, mm. So speaking of physical output, talk to me about being a mom and what that looks like in your career. I think there's, I mean, I live in the, I live in the mindset that balance is BS and I've got to figure out something else because balance is what, but like talk to me about what that part of your life looks like. It looks chaotic <laughs> <Right>. at best. <laughs> Feel the at the worst, it looks like I just threw my hands up and said, I don't know, just whatever. Just don't kill yourself. That's what it looks <laughs> like. Uh, uh, yeah. Because 
it's just there's it's just nobody nobody can ever prepare you for being a mom. There's just mm-hmm. even and I I only have one child. I can imagine what it's like to have more than one. Um, but you have to let go of, of a lot of things that you put in place as this is the way things will run, and you have to let go of perfection. You just have to. There's no way you're gonna get a perfection out of a toddler. Nope. 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 They're crazy. Nope. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so things like folding laundry, I can care less if clothes are folded. If they're clean, we're gonna live with it. That's just because okay, so you just don't have the energy, right? You just uh-uh. why spend the energy on worry about if the clothes are folded? Everybody's just gonna wear them again sometime in the week anyway and put them back in the dirty clothes. Let's just spend this energy on something else. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about ABCs. That's more important. Mm-hmm. Or worry mm-hmm. about you know people going to work. That's important. But whether or not all the tours are picked up every day is not important. It's not. And you just yeah. gotta let stuff go. Yeah. Right. I can so relate to that. I just took a couple months ago i took all the clothes out of my toddler's closet and put them in just like basically baskets of like we're done folding clothes they're cotton you're gonna spill something on it in the first 10 minutes it's on your body anyway it's just not worth it it's not it's not and it's not worth it like spending the high for high-end clothing on someone who grows every month Mm -mm. you just you just yep yeah especially with with your jeans, she's, you know, she gets your height and things of that sort. I remember as a kid, just nothing ever fitting. It's like nothing. either too big in the waist or too short. And <laughs> it's like not worth it as a no. parent for sure. Mm. Yep. How old is your daughter? She just turned five. That is a fun age. I used to teach kindergarten and it's just such a, I mean, it depends on the child, but such a like exploring age and um feisty usually (laughs) but really fun well morgan you come up to seattle and show us what the fun part (laughs) (laughs) the fun part is she gets to go back home that's the fun part for her Because we're still on the spicy stage of life. Uh, Exactly. I guess I mean funny and the things that uh, a four to five year old will say that you're like, what did you just say? Like, how do you even know that? And, um, or like the really introspective questions that you'll get. You're like, I don't know how to answer that to be completely honest. Like, I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. (laughs) Our cat. Unexpectedly died, unexpectedly died a few weeks ago, you know, um, and she she is going to daycare because we were working, and so we needed to put her, we pick her up, we bring her home, we tell us that the cat is, is gone, and we're all upset. The next day, she out of nowhere says that we killed the cat, <laughs> and, and it hurts. It's like, it's like, well, I had the cat before you, so I didn't just kill the cat. And she says, you and, Daddy, you and Daddy took him to the hospital. He didn't leave. You killed the cat and walked away. And I, my husband and I looked at each other for so long, and all you could do is say, yeah, she's kind of right about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I guess that is truth. Oh, yep. that's oh awesome. Well, 
tell us um, more about CME Wellness. And obviously, I know you kind of mentioned that out of COVID, that this is um, that this is launched. And I really do love the mission of it. I think um, creating safe spaces, especially for women of color, Black women in particular, is it's not done enough in the fitness industry and it's really important so I applaud you for stepping out and creating that space um, so tell us a little bit more about that yeah so see me wellness is a, a mission in the making for many years being from the south you are easily if not the majority, close to the majority as a black person, right? There's spaces where it's not, but I, I didn't go many places where I didn't feel like I was the only one. Translate idea to the Pacific Northwest and I, would be, I could easily be the only black person in a company or in a building. And that was devastating. That was, it was shocking. It was devastating because it had, it had, I, I've, never, I've never experienced anything like that. Even working on the ore rig, you'll probably be, probably be the only woman, but not just the only person to represent your race, right? Um, so you started developing relationships as a transplant with other people who are similar to you. And of course, a lot of my community, personal community is people of color. But a lot of people that I knew didn't work out. So then you started to help people with their workout journeys, right? And years ago, I did have a small personal training business. And the best way to describe it is cute, right? Like it was a really cute business in the sense of I could easily track my expenses and my uh, revenue. I made sure I paid my taxes on time, the correct amount, and I was able to take care of my clients, but it wasn't, a, um, it wasn't situated and developed for growth and for uh, active projections, right? Like it wasn't, it was, it was um, uh, more of a hobby versus an actual business that I had mm -hmm. put together. But in that, I was really able to help women uh, specifically, but I had some male clients, but helped women find their rhythm when it came to fitness. And black women particularly were attracted to me because I was black. Then the years started to go and people are still asking the questions, hey, what should I do about losing weight? What should I do about getting stronger? And by then I'm more of a resource in the sense of I would help direct them to different places, but I wouldn't really take on the ownership of, of actually helping people get to where they want to go um, for their fitness goals. Fast forward to 2019, I'm working for a premier fitness club here in the Seattle area as a Pilates instructor. And I have my first female black client. In session two, she says to me, you're hiding here. And I tell this story because one, I thought she was being rude, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Like she just met me, and um, two, it it like stuck me because, mm -hmm. right? As I've said before, fitness had been like this refuge. Like I, I had, I felt good at fitness. I, my confidence was boosted. I, I, I really just loved the fitness industry. But she said that to me, 
and then she then she she diverted like she said that she dropped the bomb and then she kind of walked away um figuratively speaking and then the next session we had now i gotta ask you a question like what you mean about because my response was like no everybody can see me i'm here and then she goes on over the few courses of sessions to tell me that um that I have a talent and I have a connection. And she starts to articulate the little thoughts and the little nudges that my mind had been having for years, but I never really acted upon it. One, because again, fitness was not my career. And then two, how does how do you make a living in fitness? Mm. Right? Like how do you support? Now I have a kid, now I have a husband and and, and getting his MBA. Now I have a house. Like I have big girl responsibilities. All I knew fitness to be was a part-time mm. hobby. Mm. And so how does, how do you make a career out of that? How do you, and I don't have, I lost my connections with people anyway. So she's just starting to articulate all those thoughts that I've had, but I've been afraid to listen to. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, finally, a few months later, I started conceding. And then I said to her, well, I need a mentor. I just, I just need a business mentor. Can you be my business mentor? And she says, yes. I don't even think I said business. I just said, I need a mentor. Cause I do. I need somebody to help me think things out and put things together. It's, it, but again, she's giving me space in the sense of she doesn't push. She just kind of drops a bomb and then walks away. Um, and so we started talking about stuff and she gives me a little homework and she tells me, what do you want to do? I want to save the world through fitness, right? That's, you know, that's the gut reaction. She's like, yeah, but what do you really want to do? And she makes me start narrow down and just like hammer, hammer it through to the point where I look around and I have, I have what I really want to do, which is I specifically want other black women who are, who feel like they may be unseen, unheard, personal and or professional life, like I felt in mine, to feel like they still have some sense of control over their lives because it's theirs. And my conduit was fitness, is fitness. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a nutritionist, but I know fitness, I know what it can do for the body, but more importantly, I know what it can do for the mind. And I want other women who look like me to know that when they feel like there's chaos and they have lack of control when it comes to their career, maybe even their personal life, I can help you with that part, right? I, I know my lane, but I definitely can help you tap in to feeling that control when it comes to your being. Mm. And fitness is, is that course. And so you turn around and you look and you're like, well, shoot, that looks real good. What's next? And so here she is again, because, you know, she's my client. And, and I, I will say I try very hard to keep that, that nice fine line between practitioner and client, right? Like, you don't get too friendly. You, you don't want to blur the lines. But these lines are getting blurred now because after the session, we spend an hour to talk about things. And, and I start with her help to investigate, to, to research, to do some digging, and then see me rolling the stars to lay out. But I'm still scared to jump on it. Talk to other people. It's good. And then I get the opportunity to be on a panel for WIFA. I don't know if y'all remember this. It was like mm-hmm. the, in January. And that's the first panel I had ever done. Y'all, I was so scared in my car doing that panel. I don't even think I heard the questions, let alone answer the questions that you had. 
goodness, you did but, amazing. Uh, mm-hmm, you did. <laughs> but guess who contacted me before that panel? I had pinged her. It was Amy Boone Thompson. And she mm-hmm. please say her whole full name. And I, she says, I see you're doing a WIFA panel. Let's talk. And I pitched her my idea for See Me Wellness. I didn't know what to call it, but I pitched her my idea. Mm. And she validated the idea. And for someone at that level in the industry, because it sounds good to people who are not in the business of fitness, right? Like the recipients Mm. of it, the general pop, it sounds good. But somebody who's in the business and this is their career and they're successful at it, she essentially validated and then she pretty much told me to get off my butt. And if I, I need to stop saying try, I need to start doing. Again, this is like the early part of the year. Now I'm starting to really start putting some effort into it. Putting together a name, working with someone, I'm picking up some communities, some business understanding, acclimates. COVID happens. Now I don't have the excuse that I used to have where timing was an issue. So second week of COVID, I'm like heads down, heart in. And it just, I have to remember it's only been five months because sometimes you think, you know, you're not where you need to be at. But in these last five months, it's just been growing and developing in the sense of going from nudges and thoughts in your head, concepts, and now it's something that you can see and and something tangible. So Hmm. that's a long-winded version of that. I'm sure you can. You can edit some of that out, but that's it. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's a really beautiful story, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and an important story, too. And nothing makes Lindsay and I more happy than hearing, you know, about other WIFA women within the community connecting mm-hmm. and encouraging each other and validating one another and supporting, you know, wholeheartedly. So I'm so glad that um, Amy has done that for you and I 100% echo what she says and like I said earlier I think what you're doing is really really important mm-hmm. and it's thank you and it's not um there's just not enough I think mm-hmm. that black women especially are you know I don't know the exact stat but it's one of the most unprotected group of people yep. in um mm-hmm. especially the United States and that's a big deal, you know, and we need to bring attention and, um, give, provide spaces that are safe and supportive for black women, like only, you know, and I know that some people don't, they have questions about why is it the focus there? Because the focus is never there. So just like women, Mm -hmm. A lot of the times spaces are taken up by men and then women create their own spaces. We need that. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your work. Mm -hmm. Thank you for understanding too, right? Um, I think whenever you, whenever you create a space and I know the two of you understand this because WIFA stands for women in the fitness you know, women in fitness, right? Like you understand by saying women that you set yourself up for the ridicule of where you're discriminating against men, mm-hmm. right? You, you, and so by saying black in front of women, you get that times two, if not. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, what are you saying? Women can't join, Latinx women can't join. And, and the answer is, 
you could absolutely join, but just the same way where you want me to participate in your product services and or utilize your products, that there's no one who on the marketing ads that looks like me, you don't have language or you don't have anything that I can relate to the same way that you still want me to support yours, although you don't take that extra effort, then I want you to also step back and understand that it's your time to do the same thing, mm -hmm. right? It's your time to, to put your monies and your efforts into it. And although you think it's okay for me not to be fairly representative, representative is something that you're doing as an industry, as a company, then you come over to this side and still do the support, still put in your energies, and then you get to understand what it feels like, and then now we can have a more a more in-depth conversation because people don't do it on the backside. They just feel like mm -hmm. if a minority mm -hmm. group doesn't say everybody, then it's wrong, although the majority group has been doing it all along. And it's not necessarily, I don't want to make it, make it sound like it's a tit for tat. It's just the reality of where we are at in this world right now. Because to your point, you have to create safe space. So the same way that I take the courage to go outside of my comfort zone, you can do the same. That's really what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm, I I so appreciate this conversation and it's incredibly brilliant to watch you, you know, I, I love loved hearing the story about the nudges that the universe was giving you and then you listened. I think one of the most courageous things that I heard in your story is, you know, you can get nudges like that all day long and for years and never step into the action and move your feet. And so I applaud you for getting the, you know, taking action on those subtle nudges. And then to, as soon as you got the opportunity to step into a place of giving back to others by sharing on panels and sharing your story and being on this podcast, you've stepped right into that light, which takes a lot of courage. So thank you for being that leader that the world needs you to be. I, I would never call myself a leader, to be honest, because oh, you just, you just, you oh, know, yes. you just, but it's just, but you know, you just, because you just know that's just what you got, you just, that's all you can do. You just figure, like I, I say leaders, I'm like, oh, wow, look at Morgan and Lizzie have created this huge space, because to me, it's so big, right? The reach is so big and so global, and the message is so consistent, and there's so many people, and I'm like, just working with Good old Seattle, Everett. <laughs> you know, just good old Seattle, Washington. Just doing my job to try to get just just grab a little bit more into the folds of it all. So, I thank y'all because I do. I it's so funny. I kind once again me stalking. I look at the way y'all did your signature line for your emails. I'm like, that's professional. I want mine to look similar. You know, like you just because you need so much help when you're in this startup phase. Mm -hmm. That you're like, okay, mm -hmm. how did. <laughs> How do they start structuring this? This is what I need help with. Okay, this is what I need help with when it comes to um, being able to ask for help. I've seen the emails, and it's like I need an intro, I need an invite, I need this. And so I say thank y'all because uh, Wefa, I'm telling you, Wefa has really lit um, a fire underneath my butt mm -hmm. when it comes to getting it up and going. Because it was mm -hmm. strapped. 
I do. <laughs> well, that is why WIFA exists. So I'm so grateful that you have, um, and P.S., just Google free um, signature and you will find some awesome free software to make yourself a badass signature. Don't you even think for a minute that was some fancy marketing firm. We got it. <laughs> We are a startup <laughs> profit hashtag looking for funding. So <laughs> just Google that and you will look just as, you know, I probably will send you the link, but okay, I, like, I think, you know, the, the thing that I'll underscore, and then I want to ask you some rapid fired questions because those are so much, sure. fun. but I think it's so, um, I want to underscore the fact that you took the action. You know, the thing about WIFA is we've created an infrastructure for women in the fitness industry to accelerate their careers and to succeed, but we each have to do the work. And so I see you like running. And so thank you for being an example of that. And I'm not even going to give you time to deflect it. Just soak that up. Just soak it up like <laughs> the hardest thing I tell you is when somebody says something nice, you got to just stand at it and go, yes, I am that. I'm going to let that soak in like a good moisturizer. <laughs> I do love a good moisturizer. So that is a great <laughs> analogy. Just think of it that way. Every time somebody yeah. gives you a compliment, be like, this is an emotional moisturizer. I'm just going to let it sit on my skin and do uh, its magic. Yeah, I'll take that one. All I'll right. take it. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> Morgan, let's do some, what do you think? Are you ready to do some rapid fire questions? Yes. Let's okay. do this. All right. So here's the magic of these questions, Adia. You got to just say the first thing that comes to mind. Just blurt it out. And I can't curse because I'm a cursor, so I'm trying no, to think can. about not you're cursing. Fine. Okay. Yes, okay. You, yes you, you're good. So <laughs> let's start with this one. Um, if and, and if you don't like this particular dessert, you can say something else. But what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Right now it's tri triple chocolate Ooh, ice cream. Yeah. White chocolate, dark chocolate, chocolate, oh. dark chocolate flakes. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to get mm -hmm. that. I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's your favorite song right now? Um, Drip. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it's by, to be quite honest with you. I just know I like the beat. I can run to it and I can lift to it. Mm. I love that song. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Favorite uh, beauty product you're using right now? Ooh, I, I'm a subscriber of Fit, Fab, and Fun. And Ooh. those ladies said that 10K gold facial serum, and Ooh. I feel very fancy when I put that on. Like, <laughs> my husband put some on, and I almost choked him. Like, I almost, <laughs> I almost body dropped him. I don't oh touch the gold. So. <laughs> I think every married woman, at least, or someone who's you know, with their partner, when they use their beauty products, it's like, are you crazy? Yeah. What are you doing touching my stuff? Like, do you know how much that costs? <laughs> One application. Care. Leave me, yeah. leave my stuff alone. I know. My Isn't husband, I know when I see big freaking fingers out of my stuff, I'm like, what? Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> um, what's your favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> multifaceted, multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
what is your, um, what profession other than the one you're in would you like to attempt? I always thought it would be cool to be a meteorologist. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do too. Yep. What are you reading to, oh, sorry, go ahead. I want, you, I would love to hear. Oh, no, I was just, I was going to say, because it, it feels, it seems like if you get the weather wrong, you just blame it on Mother Nature, and then <laughs> you just go from there. <laughs> I love that. Um, what are you reading or listening to right now? I am reading Emma's Bear, Emma Berry's uh, Badass Boutiques. Love that. I, um, yep. I am actively looking at that right now because although I don't have a boutique, yep, building a badass boutique, that's the correct title. Mm -hmm. The nuggets are real. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. They really Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What's your favorite workout that you do just for you? Um, I... I'm embarrassed to say this, but we have an assistant pull-up machine in the garage, <laughs> and it's huge, and it's old, and I love it because I can do my pull-ups, my chin-ups, my dips, and then I can do, I've, I've even started doing leg presses on it, just, nice. I just do a lot of things on that, um, yep. on that one piece of equipment, and I just have a good time with it. Mm, that's a good one. So fun. Well, we'll, we can end with this one. Who is a business leader that you are kind of obsessing or stalking right now? (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of stalk. Um, (laughs) I'm actually, I'm really obsessing about my mentor. Um, She is, she, she has a similar backstory. She's an engineer also, but she stayed with the technical side of things and she is really high up in her profession, like really high up, but, but she kept herself really grounded to the point that someday she's like, look, look, look at my nails. I've just painted. Right. It's so <laughs> she, she, the dichotomy of her as a person is really interesting as well as her business, business savviness um, that I wish I had know there was even such a thing 10 years ago let alone 20 so mm. I really am I really am eating up like I've talked to her right after I finished with you today because there's some questions I have about getting some funding yes I'm losing my mind and so she's I just need her to help balance me and ground me for that mm. that's awesome nice. mentors mm. are the best I- mm. yes they are Hold everyone hard. needs at least one Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Gosh, well, thank you so much for spending time with Morgan and I today in the WeFA Waves community. And we're incredibly grateful to have you as such an influential and important part of our community. And thanks for taking the time to do this interview with us today. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank I really, you so and thank you for WIFA. It has really been a, um, it has been a godsend for me. So, and I'm sure for many other women. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you.